0: Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Uh, with me, as they tend to be, we have Maxwell and Terrence. Max and Terry, uh, guys, it's really good to see you. It's good to see that we're all surviving, uh, and that's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Max, how, how are things going for you
1: I'm over very, there this summer? Very well, very well. I've uh, teed myself up with a few Roles within the industry of football, so um, you know, pretty excited and looking forward to things.
0: Can you tell us about that one? The the one gig that everybody on Twitter was like, "Oh my God, congrats!" And I didn't get to tell you with my voice, so congrats. Because I told you you with like, I told you with like a a little like reply, but I should say it,
1: you know. So it's a it's an academy analyst at Aston Stanley. Funnily enough, I didn't go through my cousin or my family for this one. Like the me uni, have ended up getting connections with the club, which is you know wow. fantastic. And I'm just chomping at the bit to get you know experience within you know League One. It's a you know it's a great place to start, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's um, obviously an analyst for the for the academy lads. Uh, I don't know what age group I'm going to get assigned to yet, but I'm really looking forward to it and working back on player development.
0: I, I was just super excited for you. I like- Turned turned around and I told the family and they were excited for you. It's just cool. Knowing anybody that's like working in, in football right now is just kind of a rad thing to be honest with you. Uh very exciting. Uh uh Terry, what do you have going on right now, man?
2: Um not much yet. Uh, it's my birthday this month. Looking forward to
0: It's my three oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm are, you, 3-0. are you are you the
2: three O really? I'm gonna be, yeah, so i Whoa. Officially a grown-up like i don't know at what point i'm gonna start getting power tools for like christmas and that but i hope it's not soon because
0: i can't use them. Yeah. i am the i am the 41s and i'm i'm still not getting those so yeah but i think it's i think everybody else that i know knows that i'm in this perpetual phase of like arrested development so yeah <laughs> well it's it's been a
2: bit of an eye-opener though because i remember being a kid and thinking like my parents and like adults and grown-ups and stuff knew what they were doing and now that i'm one i'm like oh my god they were winging it the whole time <laughs> like they, isn't it the weirdest feeling in the world <laughs> yeah it's just like the things you learn it's just unbelievable but uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that i'm gonna go away to to rome and then um met the, the darling wife got me a set of tickets to go and see kiss on the farewell tour because obviously I like hair metal bands and um, the campus Christmas bit like me um, so
0: yeah everything's looking pretty good June's, June's a good month for me looking forward to next few weeks this is like a good gosh guys it's like you're you're having real fun this is crazy you know this is <laughs> <laughs> damn I, so I'm like super super envious of both of you guys uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I've I basically just got kids soccer all summer that's that's what's happening in my family. at uh, Kids soccer and work, and maybe the occasional camping trip, and maybe the occasional trip to the beach. And there it is, you know? There's definitely not Rome or working in a professional capacity for a football club. None of that.
1: <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to go to the beach or go Cameron. Don't get, Don't get that opportunity over there. Yeah? Okay,
0: okay, if things get too hairy for you over there, you have some place. There's safe haven here. Mm-hmm. Come to North Carolina. I'll, I'll hook you up with some some good places where you don't have to run into any weird types, and we'll go camping and hang out at the beach, and uh, maybe watch uh, preseason uh, football matches, which would be great. Yeah. Yeah, make it happen. You know, you you want to come to North Carolina and not Rome, Terry? I mean, really? I mean, come just, to a center of culture, Terry. Well, you...
2: Like, there's no point sw- swapping at this league, date. Is there? <laughs>
0: oh my gosh Rome Jesus Christ every time I think about how close you guys are to those kind of places I just throw up a little in my mouth (laughs) I'm super envious Um, anyway something else that happened that uh, these gentlemen mentioned when you know before we actually started doing the action thing is uh, the the big man has increased his shares uh, in Everton he's He's bought some extra stuff, and it was rumored that it was happening way before, I believe. What did the Esk tell us this months ago, that this was going to happen? This is a thing, right? It actually happened? (laughs) Said that was probably going to happen, and it has. Uh, Max, you may have a little more details on that, or do you have any kind of opinion on this? Because it seems like it's just all good.
1: Hardly. It just feels like the natural process of things, really. Mm. I mean, obviously, since... He's invested in the club, you know, that gradual progress of becoming a majority shareholder. Like, it just feels like a new era of the club. Um, and Obviously, Bill is still at the club, but, you know, it is very, very much far out club. The investment up to date has been skewered, but obviously, you know, season just gone. We've seen, you know, the most signs of improvement. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, going forward, that'll be the case.
0: Terry, what do you think? Pretty much just echo those same thoughts. Yeah, yeah, pretty
2: much. I mean, it, it was always, you know, it's been telegraphed, hasn't it, that um, he was going to increase his, his shares, uh, even when he bought his last lot. A lot of people, as you say, like the Everton business matters guys, were saying that he's likely going to increase in the summer, or plan to increase in the summer, and he has. It's, I mean, it's, it's a hopefully a good indicator that the investment that he's put in so far is set to continue. Obviously, the the level of investment and commitment from a share, has never been in question. It, who he's positioned and appointed to spend that money has not always been good like you know a lot of money was wasted but you can't blame him for that he always handsomely backed his sporting directors and his managers and still is it seemingly um, to this point it's just the mistakes that those men made that um, really set us back so got a big rebuilding job to do going forward and you know I, I hopefully, hopefully he's got the right guys in place now but it's encouraging to see that he is buying more and more into the club, and he's not planning to, uh, you know, cash his chips in anytime soon. Seems to be here for the long haul.
0: I don't blame him for mistakes. Uh, what I try to pay attention to is the correction of those mistakes. You know, if I see a manager make make an error with tactics or whatever, I want to see if he continues to make the same errors in tactics. You know, and the corrections that he have, has made have been. Uh, so far they've been pretty pretty winning winning adjustments you know um i'm 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 happy about it um i I, it's hard for me to see it in any other way right now you know Mm -hmm. uh of course i'm sure he has his detractors out there every once in a while you see someone with they seem like contrarian folks who are trying to to say hey i'm clever I am different than you in my opinion. Sometimes they make a point here or there, but I think overwhelmingly it's hard to, to doubt the fact that right now the club is in a better spot right now than they were uh, even last season.
1: Most yeah.
0: definitely. You know, so anyway, Farhad, we're, we're going to keep riding that rocket. All right, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to the topic of, of segment A. Exhibit A. Uh, we are going to be uh, checking out. We're gonna. We got to talk about. Uh, we got to talk about the captain uh, who is who is leaving. Uh, I I was de- debating on whether I was gonna call him Jagielka or Jagielka, but I don't care. Right now, it's just like I, I'm just kind of gonna miss the guy. You know. Um, my I told my six year old son, Hey man. Number six is heading out, Alright, Jack Elka's peeing out, man. He's like, "Where's he going?" Now, like, I don't know yet. Maybe Sheffield United. I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, who's going to be captain? Well, uh, that's a long conversation, and we're going to talk about that in another segment. But guys, there's a there is going to be a hole, uh, a hole in the club. Uh, just, uh, just, I just want to spit out some Jack Elka facts really quick, and then I'm going to give the floor to you guys. Uh, you guys have a little bit – you've had more time with, with him. And I want to talk to you about your memories, best memories about about him, what we're missing from him going forward, all that stuff. Okay? Um, apparently at 15 years of age, started his career with Sheffield United. We knew that. But he started mainly playing as a center mid, which I thought was interesting. Um, helped them get to the top flight in 06, 07. And then he promptly joined Everton in, uh, on July 4th of 2007. Uh, highest ever amount play, paid – uh, played for Paid for a Sheffield player of 4 million pounds uh, He became a legit first team player in the 08-09 season I think his first season It was a lot of you know struggling, trying to adapt and everything And then uh, after that he did his ACL in February 2010 uh, Which I can tell you is, is the kind of thing that can really derail um, And that was against sporting in Europa League uh, But then uh, came back 2013, signed a new contract And Moyes said, this guy's our captain all right, that same year. Uh, and then wasn't too long after that when, uh, you know, he's been, he was our captain ever since. Uh, he even remained the captain when uh, Roberto came in. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was in the uh, England 2014 World Cup squad. And, uh, yeah, he's the most capped Everton player for England. Okay. Uh, so I want to shift over to the floor to you guys because this guy's just had a, a monster career at the club um i'm gonna start with terry because i've been kind of going to max first early on so let's go with terry you want to talk about your jags memories anything particular stick out or just you just want to rant about jags i want to give you guys the floor to just do what you need to do he's been he's been
2: a great servant at the club hasn't he i mean it is it is time the right time for him to go because at this point I think a lot of players can stay a little bit too long, and they can sour. Like some people would even suggest that he he stayed a little bit too long from his point of view because he's come out the team and he hasn't been a fixture, you know, for a, at least last season, possibly some of the season before. And he's you know he deserves to go out you know end his career playing regularly, which you know fair enough. As an Everton player though, he he has been for the most part of his time here a massive massive player for the club. There's some, you know, a lot of people play. You know, the obvious moment um, where he hit that rasper against Liverpool, like uh, one of the you know best um, modern derby goals. Not for the significance of the goal or the you know the results and all that, which you know by the by, the act just the goal in isolation, like to hit a strike like that away at Anfield as an Everton player, centre back in the ninety first minute, whatever it was, brilliant. But. The two the, I've got bit of sweet memories of Jags really because there's two things that I think of. I think of and it's from more or less from the same season is when he scored the penalty to send us through to the cup final. Not the fact that he'd done it, but the fact that um, he would missed one in the in the UEFA Cup Europa League. I'm not sure which one it was. Then
0: mm.
2: I think the UEFA Cup against Fiorentina not long before that, um, and it was a, it took some big you know. Some big cojones to step up, step up, and and you know to shoulder that pressure. It, it was a captain's moment. It was like you need, you know, a lot of players might have buckled under that. going, no, I don't want to, you know, put myself in this position again. But then, at the same time, we were just so unlucky that same season. At that point, Jagielka was in the form of his career. He was our leader at the back. He was the he formed an unbelievable partnership with him um, Jolie and Lescott and I think it was his best partnership at the club it, you know he had another one with Sylvan Distan which was good but I honestly think Jaggy Elker and Lescott mm. are our best Premier League centre-back pair to date as a straight pair and went into that final and we didn't have Jagielka we didn't have a few other players as well but I think even if you just add Jaggy Elker into that team I think we win that final and it's always been a case of what if for me with that final because you know Chelsea beat us but we were missing some of our key players and he was one of the main ones so
0: mm-hmm.
2: i'm sad to see Jags go in, in a lot of ways but in in some ways it's it is about time he's at the right he's at that age it's time to you know move forward as a club and i wish him well i hope he uh, goes on to get a good club uh, from next season and he gets the game to play in time that he deserves, and what he can still offer something he's shown this season when he's come in. Still got something to offer, just maybe not at Everton with the other centre backs that we've
1: got. Max? Well, earlier on, I'd say, obviously, the 2008 2009 season, He, I think he won the, the player of the season and the fan player of the season. And he, as as uh, Teddy said, Whitley Scott, absolutely phenomenal. I think at the time I was only young. I remember when he first signed he got the number 16 shirt I got him printed on the back of a number 16 on the back of a shirt and when he moved to number 6 I even got him printed on the season after I know um, I know obviously we got knocked out we got beaten in the final Arteta was out as well he was just really disappointing. he's one of the you know he's the true custodians of the Moyes era and I think he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as those like Baines Keill, Arteta uh, and for me it, it, again similar to Terry, it's a bit to sweet. I've I've grew up hearing titles of you know, you'd hear the past titles of Dixie, you'd hear about Kevin Ratcliffe, you'd hear about Roy Vernon, uh, Brian LeBone in particular was the one I always heard about, you know, they seem like true like Everton captains. Um having Phil Neville, obviously, and then I've got passed on to Phil Jagelhill, while the likes of Chelsea have got Terry and Lampard, Liverpool have obviously got Gerard, Man United have got Skulls, Neville. Obviously we're never we were never at that standard. During Jagielka's time at the club, or in in that sense, it is quite bittersweet that he was our leader throughout that time. You know, he, without a doubt, I'd argue, I'd probably say John Stones is the best centre half that I've seen at the club in recent years. But certainly second best to that's Phil Jagielka. He'll um, sorely be missed. Obviously, in terms of his, his leadership qualities, his leadership qualities are born out of those moments of pressure. Um, finest example being, you know, stepping up against Manchester United, and from there just seemed to be a great. You know, characters to have at the club. Remember when I did my work experience at Finch Farm back when I was, I think, about thirteen. That was my that's his first season at the club. Remember one of the first things I remember seeing was him busting down the corridor singing R. Kelly. So he just seem like one of those characters that you want to have in and around the, uh, the dressing room. So it'll be missed. But as I said, it's the changing of the guard.
0: What a good story. Yeah. I love, I love when you guys pop out with that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's one of those things that. Uh, it just there's something very special, and it, and it tells you when you've got like moments like that that relate to your personal history all the way back. It's just something really cool if you support a club that you're that close to them for that long, and uh, and you have family attachments as well. It's just awesome. Uh, Jagielka is when I first started supporting Everton, I looked at a few players and I said they're good examples of of the club. They're good examples of players who speak for the club. When they talk, it seems like what they're saying is representative of, of the club as a whole and their just overall mm-hmm. attitude. I look at Jagielka. He's professional. You know, I, 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 my Jagielka moment, the obvious one is that, that amazing volley, you know, at Anfield. But, but you know what? You know what I like? What I, I, because I think that's cliche for me. You know what I mean? Because that was, that was in a draw, what I actually think, yeah. for me, just epitomized his professionalism was this season. You know what I mean? I look at this season. Look at mm. the fact that he filled in, and he wasn't playing for long stretches. And then when he fills in, he does amazing. He has one bad game because he played back-to-back. Okay? He played against Fulham. Not so good. Right? But he was in a place where he should not be playing a lot of, you know, se- con- you know, sequential games right now in his career. He's just older you know yeah.
1: but when he's filled in 37 he's, in August well, sorry go ahead 37 yeah. in August you know he's he been fantastically that's well that's amazing to play at the top level for so long I think that's a testament to his physical ability though remember I think not, not too long ago he was clocked at one of the highest speeds of a Premier League player and I've always heard he's an absolute beast in the gym so and that's exactly what you want from next I was
0: literally going to ne- go there next about the fact that he doesn't he didn't seem like he was moving that fast you know what I mean? When I, would, I remember when, I, when, they, when they put that out and I read that, I was just like, how? How? I, I, I had no idea he was that fast. And then it was what you were talking about. D, I think it was also DCL came out and said, look, one of the quickest players on the pitch and hardest to get around is, is Jack Elkhorn. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and DCL is, is not like we're talking about, you know, a sloth here. He's a quick, nimble fellow. So if he says that, you know, it's, he's kind of meaning it. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, so uh, just to kind of kind of start wrapping up here. Um, number one, I mean, I, I, I think it seems like there's a, a strong possibility he could go, go back to Sheffield United. Correct? Possibly. I don't know where else he would go. Yeah, seems to be the rumor. I mean, if you're in his place, do you really want to? Do you want to step back to the championship or do you want to try to play at the top level somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, it seems like if, if you're not going to do Premier League, do you consider going to another country?
2: I mean, the championship probably the worst place for him to go because of the amount of games they've got. That You know, it's totally such agree. a hard fix. <laughs> uh, if you can't get a Premier League move, which, you know, he, he, he may do, you know, for one of the clubs um, who aren't as stable in the league, who want a little bit more of a, you know, experience in defence... I think um, the MLS could be ideal for him just because it's you know it's not going to be as intensive as the championship anyway because it's not as many games MLS got a lot more you know tests with the elements you know like the heat and, and you know like the travel and stuff but it's not two games a week which mm-hmm. the championship is so it for me he's either going Premier League or the MLS Come on
1: Phil Possible on
0: Can-
1: I'd like to see him go to Cardiff. I wanna, I wanna see him and Neil Warnock in the same dressing room oh. together again. <laughs> that would be nice. That's,
0: I was actually because I was reading up on him before the show, and I, I saw where you know there was a chance he could be leaving, and Warn- like Sheffield before the year before he left, and Warnock was kind of like, no, he's not leaving this year, and he didn't. You know, yeah. uh, you're right. That would be that would be cool. I just don't know if again. I, I, I wonder if he would do that, like you were talking about, the fact that the he's got to look out for his body in some way, Yay. you know. Uh, you're, I, 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 I did consider MLS as a possibility. I just don't know. I mean, he's just an older dude. And I'm not sure if he – I mean, that's it, – it is a quick league, you know what I mean, in terms of speed. I don't know about speed of play. Let me just clarify that.
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't think that it's um, so much the speed. That's the problem. I just think it's the workload.
0: Like
2: he, he was, he could keep up in the Arsenal game with Arsenal players. He just couldn't play two right, games back to back. I think it's more a
0: fatigue thing than a than a you know one off game mm-hmm. thing. I guess I I was just talking about MLS though. Uh, I guess it depends on where where he ends up going. You know, I know for Open Cup games, MLS they'll play a lot of young players. You know, to get them experience. It's a little bit like, you know, FA Cup, uh, except I feel like they take it even less seriously <laughs> over here. Open Cup is just kind of a mare, because you're playing against some clubs that are just not the same level as, say, League One. You know, they're just not. Mm. Um, anyway, I'll be really curious to see where he lands up. Uh, where he lands. Uh, somebody's getting a, a a really cool head. And a professional player, and they're going to be able to. It's going. To, he's going to be a heck of a mentor for some kids, somewhere.
1: Yeah, be a great
0: coach. I could see that. I could mm-hmm. definitely see that. Anything else we want to say about this guy? I mean, I feel like this segment is too short uh, to really say everything you need to say about the guy. But yeah.
1: it's just it's unfortunate. He does. He des- He's in that group of players that deserve to have won something, mm-hmm. but just have ultimately come short. His crown and moment. Obviously, is a you know a winning penalty in a semi-final, which you know it's not it's not all that glorious, is it? To be fair, that, um,
2: he's the he was the leader of that Moyes era sort of team, and they all deserved it to win something because they were yeah. they were good enough. They just didn't have the luck when they needed it, and he epitomises that probably as much as anyone as, as the leader of that sort of crop. Him, you know, the likes of him and Kale and, and Arteta and you know less. Yeah. Distan and Pinar and Baines latterly still here but I don't know. It, it it doesn't diminish them for me because you can't it, it's you shouldn't judge individual players based on the team performance because they didn't have the luck when they needed it, but he was still a fantastic player and servant for Everton. It's just as you say, it, it's unlucky that he didn't you know, he got injuries when he, you know, he really could have avoided should have, you know, wanted to avoid them and you know certain things could have went differently but what can you do there's been other great event players who didn't win something for us but they're still great event yeah.
0: players yeah. and he's not it's not like he plays a glamour position either you know what i mean he's just not uh yeah uh anyway uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss we're gonna miss number six i don't know who our new number six is gonna be i guess we'll we'll be finding that out soon could be uh could be Yerimina just g- grabs that one. Who knows? Or, or maybe a Kurt Zuma if he finds his way back. Who knows? But you know, it's too soon. Too soon. We'll figure it out later. Too yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any anything else on Jags? Are we good to move on? All right, oh, we're gonna move on. We're good. Uh, Phil, if you do come to the states, um, prefer it be somewhere around North Carolina. Just saying. All right, DC, Atlanta, something where it's not a long drive for me. Thanks. Nice. all right, uh, that's it for our Jags segment. We're going to talk about leadership. Uh, are, is Everton lacking leadership now that there's a big, huge Jag size hole in our squad? Um, I think we're expecting Coleman to fill the captain's the captain's shoes and you know if Baines decides to sign his one year contract we're gonna have another cool head in the locker room, another another veteran presence. But after that, you know, there's there's other players who, who are, you know, good players, they like to lead by example, but it's hard to say. So the question becomes, the real question of discussion here is, are Everton lacking leadership? Do we need to do we need to buy some more? Alright? We tried that before. Uh, I remember was it one year we bought we bought Rooney and Claussen and we bought all these like captains mm-hmm. <laughs> all at the same time. Didn't work out too well. Um, so the question is, you know, taking a look at our squad, do we need to bring in somebody with leadership qualities or well as well, or are we just thinking good players that fit the system? Max.
1: I think it's a it's an interesting take to be fair, Jerry, because as I said before, I th- I believe leadership qualities are sort of born out of, you know, specific moments that you can kind of, you know, you can point to. And as said, not too many players in the current squad that have really had those moments. You know, you go back to the cup eliminations, you know, Millwall, that it's a time for someone to step up. It's a time for someone to, you know, make the mark. And I think it's something that, that Brands, uh, and are so certainly taken into account. You know, obviously, you know, they chose to let Jagielka go, but, you know, they, they put the one year off it on the plate for Leighton. So obviously, you know, they don't want to let the two of them go at the same time. If they do, obviously, I feel like there's, there's a huge, you know, leadership gap there. I don't think Ashley Williams going to step up and be that Swansea captain that we bought anytime soon on his return. So, yeah, there, there is a huge gap, but i think we just need to stick to doing business smart and getting getting the targets because i feel like this team for the first time almost since you know specifically Moise's era there seems to be a real character about this squad and i feel like you know it certainly seems like they've got the ability to reach those level and where they can achieve those defining moments where people become become leaders for example you know Lucas dean scoring set pieces Giovy Sigurdsson stepping up and taking responsibility. They certainly are do have the quality to to be captains, and that, you know Sigurdsson has taken on responsibility at times, and it, it does seem to be passed around. Uh, needless to say, I forgot to even mention Seamus Coleman. Um, you know his fitness permitting, I feel like he's he's obviously the one who's getting the armband, isn't he? And yeah, uh,
0: I guess the the question becomes like like let's say we purchase. Some, some new right back as we know uh, it's a possibility so if for some reason Coleman finds his way to the bench uh, who becomes the captain you know I've, heard, I've seen some people make some shouts for Pickford and I can't go for that at the moment just based on some things that happened last season um, although maybe with another year or two some maturation happens maybe we've got we've got that you know he, he'll have more of a cool head calm head when he needs to, to have it um, you know, I mean, Terry, I mean, uh, you know, I look, I look at our squad and uh, Sigurdsson is a, is a good shot. Uh, just a gay, if he stays, he we're going to get the same consistent effort every single time. True. I don't know how vocal he is, but he's at least...
1: Leading got the by real, example.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love the grit and in the, in the fact that he's showing everybody, this is what you're supposed to do every game. Damn it. Um, you mentioned Luka Dean. I think if we end up getting Gomez, which I think we will... He's another one, and I, I actually think, I don't put, I the, when he like, lost his cool several times this season, I actually didn't really think he uh, had completely lost it. I thought he was still under control when he did. I thought he was just sort of, you know, I guess uh, communicating his annoyance with the referee at the time, you know what I mean, and with certain players. I, I kind of, I think he's a pretty cool-headed guy, and he's not afraid to be the face of a franchise. Um He's another, one. and we and we can't. We got to mention Tom Davies, but is he going to get to play enough? That's another question, Terry. I'm sure you have lots of thoughts on this. Give us some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that we learned, um, you touched on
2: it before, when we brought in several players who had been captains of previous clubs and in international level, and we brought them all in at the same time. You know, we had Ashley Williams, we had Rooney, we had you know obviously Jagielka Elka. Um, class and and, and whatnot it, we still looked bereft of leadership I think we learned from that experience that you can't actually buy leaders for your team, you'd have to grow them mm-hmm. and that's something that we've seen with Coleman now being a good team leader and a good captain I, it, I just think it literally is all down to the personality of the player, now we don't know the personality of the players, not really we think we do uh, and we probably know it a little bit in some cases, but you you just don't know off the off the fields. Like I think I look around our squad and go, there's no other than Coleman, obviously. There's no standout candidate for uh, you know leaders of the team. Like everyone sort of cites Baines as this potential, like you know at least the vice captain now and you know potential leader in the in the in the locker room, but. As my understanding of Baines has always been he's a very quiet guy. Like He's a senior head and he's respected, but he's not like a shouter. He's not like an enforcer. He's just sort of like a look-up-to type guy, but not you know, someone who will bark orders. Now, when you look around the squad, there's a lot of players, and you can see the other players respect a lot and has got the personality on the pitch at least, that they'll go to war, you know, for the club, and they they'll keep like not only will they keep a cool head when it's needed, but they'll 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 go in for the fight when they need to. So Max touched on it. I think Luca Dean, if you know, maybe not next season going forward, he he won the he joint won the Players Player of the Season and in his first mm-hmm. season at the club. So you can tell the rest of the squad really like Luca Dean and respect him and on the pitch he seems to be you know he's uh, he's having running battles with his opposite number he seems to be he fights for the badge he's only been here very you know one season and he he fights for the badge on the front of the shirt more than he does for the name on the back of it i think he's someone who we should be literally tying down for a long time if we can because he's a potential everton captain i think some less obvious choices i think going forward Bit too soon at this point because of his age but Calvert-Lewin seems to be one of those players who gets stuck into the battle for the club maybe mm. he hasn't got that sort of influence on the other players but he's, he's definitely maybe not a captain but he's, he's more of an influential leader type player like Cahill was never a captain for Everton but he was always one of our team leaders you could tell mm. he was always one of the ones who took the fight to the opposition It <clears throat> there's, there's, it's just a case of who grows into that spot because Coleman, everyone has known for a long time, will succeed Jagielka. He's not even the vice captain on paper. That's Baines because of experience, and <clears throat> that's the right thing to do. You know, it's the it's the right way for the club to deal with it. But you've seen the obvious candidate to replace Jagielka as being Coleman. Now there's a couple of year window where Coleman is likely to be the you know official club captain if he you know as long as he's on and he may not even always be on the pitch, but he will be the club captain, same as Jagielka was. And then there's a couple of years there. Where a new sort of player has got time to emerge, it could be someone who we bring in this summer, but we don't know it for another year or two. Mm -hmm. But there's there's players there we you might not just see at this point. I remember Coleman was a low confidence player. I remember he used to get a you know load of abuse off Phil Neville all the time when Phil Neville was playing in central midfield and Coleman was at right back. Neville used to give him an absolute dog's life. He used to criticise him constantly. And you could see Coleman just sort of like taking it in and sort of, you know, being cowed a little bit by the club yeah. captain. But he learnt a lot from it because now he's that leader.
1: Mm-hmm. I suppose Phil Neville, obviously, he's always branded as the the, the, uh, the manager's pet, wasn't he, really? And I was thinking, translate that to this squad, who's Marco Silva's pet? You see him make way for Adris quite a lot. Uh, obviously, there's kind of ambiguity over the, over his future. And I know you mentioned it then, Jerry. Um But yeah, leading by example, one that we haven't. Mentioned, and I think it is more for the long-term future of the club. But I all, I always saw John Stones eventually becoming an Everton captain, or obviously you know he's left Everton, but a captain somewhere. And I think the successors to John Stones at Everton, Mason Holgate, you know, he he seems to have that fire about them Obviously, you know, prime yes. example pushing for me, you know, the mm-hmm. stands, not being a you know not being afraid, standing his ground. their qualities that you you know he admire mm-hmm. in a captain. You know, but he's still only very young at a He's an out on loan at West Brom to gain some experience. Done, done well by all accounts. Hopefully. And no.
0: and you mentioned you mentioned him, and he was willing to step up. I know he missed it. Step up and take that first penalty, though, right for West Brom. Yeah. He wants the pressure. It's like, okay, I'm tipping my hand here, watching that damn Man City documentary docu series. But Pep says pressure is a privilege.
1: Agreed.
0: And I feel like those good players, that certain players understand that and crave it and want it. And I, I like the fact that he stepped up. I hate that, the fact that he missed for him, but, you know, it's a learning experience, mm-hmm. you know? I think he's more or less in the same boat
2: as Davies, though he's got the potential to, to grow into that, but it's whether he plays. It's like he's yeah. got to play. That won't happen off the pitch. He, you know, if Davies and Holgate were to next season, you know, surprise people and they'd nailed down two starting spots and then took off from there all day either of them but it's just, you, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to grow into a leader of the team when you're only in and out of the team for a few games a season it's just yeah. it's all about playing
0: yeah I gotta be honest I'm not worried about leadership I'm not I think that you guys have kind of talked about a few things here uh, and I think you're both right because you're both you're both saying the same thing in like different ways you know Max you were talking about is born through a series of moments and Terry, you talk about, you know, leader will emerge. Okay, they will. All right. As we battle, as we go, someone is going to show themselves as being the one that people want to, to go to and, you know, to, to listen to. <laughs> when we're when, during the tough times during the difficult times, someone is going to show up for that. It's, it's just because the situation is going to demand it. And I think it's really difficult to falsely manufacture that. How do you do it? You know, uh, you can uh, you bring in the people you feel like are the best character fit for the squad, not just players but also character.
1: Yeah, we had that, uh, we had that brilliantly balanced on some ways, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, and I, I think uh, Silva and uh, Bronze right now are bringing in players of a certain character, and they do fit the system. But they are team first players. It's going to happen. It's. Uh, I, I don't worry about the lack of leadership. I think we're going to. We're gonna to continue to grow on the on the pitch. And someone, uh, who knows, right now, we have a lot of players that get on with their business and keep their mouth shut. That's not a bad thing, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's a Silva quality. Players that keep their mouth shut and get on with their business. Maybe that's a, the indication of a Silva squad, cool. All right, sometimes you need somebody to get in the ref's face though, you know what I mean? That is something, somebody to stand up. But you know what, every single time we needed that, someone was there.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I do feel like there is that sort of character within that squad. And, you know, we've only worked with it for one season. How that, you know, pans out over a series of time. So surely, I, I like similar to you, Joe. I have got faith. But to me, it just, it, it's down to not bottling. You know, we can't continue to bottle, you know, cup tournaments or, or big games. Yeah. You know, we made a, a real good statement with our performances against the top six teams towards the back end of the season take that mentality full steam ahead
0: continue and push to grow that's the only, that's the only thing you can do because if you're not I mean if you're not growing if you're not continuing to put yourselves in a scenario to grow then what are you doing after, you're stagnant
1: after 17, 18 season uh.
0: yeah alright mm-hmm. anything else on uh, potentially lacking leadership alright Right now, I just I'm just hoping for some some badass signings and reload, restock, bring some of the old faces back, and let's do this. You know, I'm genuinely excited. <laughs> I realize I'm supposed to be like, oh no, I'm let's go. I am I am ready, especially with the news that Gomez is probably gonna be coming back. Mm. That's nice. All right. Anything else on this, guys? We good? No. Yeah. Always like when I agree with you guys. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, so I'm not on the crazy pills. Uh, but yeah, if you want to hear a lightning round segment with Max, I because uh, Terry's not going to be able to, to join us for, for that one because reasons. We'll, we'll learn a little bit more about Max, and, and that's how we'll rock it. So stay tuned. <laughs> It's time for the lightning round. Uh, We are doing a lightning round with Max. I'm going to be giving you the exact same questions uh, that I gave to Terry at our last lightning round because, well, I was lazy. So get off my back, world. Um, So... Here is the lightning round. We're going to be learning a little bit about Max. Here, the the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask these rapid fire. A decent amount of these are things that maybe Max has answered before in a previous lightning round, or uh, or it's stuff that we've talked about in other segments. Uh, apologies. This is this is improvisation. Uh, just just saying. So and uh, and we'll I might even ask for him for some uh, elaboration at the end of this. So, Max, are you ready? to bear your soul on the lightning round.
1: Hate me with it. I initially thought it was going to be Everton knowledge, but go ahead. Let's go.
0: <laughs> no more. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't pre- prep for the lightning round anyway, though, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Good. So, and let's go. Uh, who's your favorite club that's not Everton?
1: Barcelona.
0: Barcel- I-, I knew that. Uh, which Avenger are you?
1: Yeah. Thor.
0: Thor? Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, where's your dream home?
1: Dream home. West Coast America.
0: Really? That's. Cali baby. Yeah. What's your uh, your favorite spirit or mixed drink? Whiskey. Oh, mind you. Uh, if you had a sponsor, who would it be? So if you like, you're walking through town and somebody sponsors, you know, get your big logo on there. Maybe you, you hear the the theme music. What is
1: it? Emirates. Got, I'm rolling with it. I'm waiting for the City Football Group. They to sponsor me.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, this is weird.
1: Not Emirates, sorry. I th- I oh, Etihad.
0: Max. Okay. Gotcha. I was trying to put that. Okay, cool. So, Etihad is, is Max's sponsor. Fingers or toes?
1: Fingers. Yeah, weird one, huh?
0: Uh, favorite pizza topping?
1: Pizza. Yeah.
0: Okay, I, this was normally a Terry question, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Metallica yeah. or ACDC? ACDC. Really? Okay. Uh, what's the best uh, DC Universe movie and you cannot include any of the Dark Knight trilogy
1: films? <coughs> Stump me there. Have you? <laughs> really? Um, I, lit- I watched Suicide Squad the other day and the like last DC movie I can remember watching,
0: so. Is that really your answer? please tell me that's your answer because that would be hilarious yeah <laughs> you're like yeah sure why not oh because I don't know what the answer to that would be either. Um decisions do you go more with your heart or more with your head Let me head I could have answered that for you uh, if you could play professional football what would be your position
1: the Morgan Schneider role Jerry I, I not don't... quick uh I'm not good enough to be a centre-half so I just kind of lack about in that space between uh-huh. in between the lines
0: I notice you tend to appreciate players that play, play that position you know what I mean you've mentioned him, you've mentioned Ilkid Gundogan before, you have little affinity for that, a little affinity for that position so, I get you uh, Infinity War or Endgame?
1: Endgame, game, um, end game as- probably could probably
0: fresh in the memory okay I may be setting you up here and I apologize what's your favorite plant Max?
1: My favorite plant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could answer that on, um, on the record yesterday. I think you just
0: answered that <laughs> sunflowers <laughs> sunflowers that's adorable yeah that's yeah sunflowers <clears throat> alright <laughs> something with bud all right, so, uh, soup or salad? Soup. Gotcha. Uh, would you rather, uh, do you prefer the bitter cold or warm and rainy?
1: Oh, mm, warm and rainy. Ah, Chicago or cold. New Orleans? Chicago, baby, in the city.
0: Ah, what's funny is New Orleans has the warm and rainy and Chicago has the bitter cold.
1: <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just more attracted to Chicago. Uh, no,
0: I I spend time in both. I like them both. Um, if you had, had a pre-match pint, of what
1: do you have? Um, it's to gem beer.
0: Okay, yeah. So I may have to have that sometime.
1: Uh, Fantastic.
0: Max, what's your favorite comedy show of all time?
1: Favorite comedy show of all time? The Us. Oh. Gotta be.
0: I've definitely seen a lot of those. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, lastly... Which family or house in Game of Thrones are you?
1: Stark, without the shadow of a dog.
0: I had a feeling you'd go there. <laughs> What's funny is I've gotten to the point where I've known I know Max fairly well, so I, I had a feeling on most of those. To be honest, it just felt, yeah, cool, very cool. Um, and I didn't mean to set you up, or did I, on that one question?
1: Hey, you know,
0: real life happens and real answers happen. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, so I'm probably not going to elaborate on this because you know what? My wife just called and apparently I have to drive across town to, to get a key out from under a seat. Hey, married life, my life.
1: Uh, <laughs> Good one, married.
0: <laughs> but Max, thanks a lot for uh, for sharing. You know, exposing know. your your deepest darkest no, just just answering questions. Uh, thanks so much, man. Uh, thanks to Terry who who had to 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 bolt uh, before this. Uh, it happens, um, but anyway. Uh, Thanks to Max, who's uh, you know doing all this all this awesome stuff right now with his life, uh, taking time out to, to be able to record, which is rad. Um, if you uh, if you want more Max, keep an eye on his Twitter. He'll tell you when and where he's going to be. Um, he tends to do a lot of work with uh, the Toffee Blues website, so keep an eye on that. Terry, keep an eye on his Twitter, uh, his Liverpool Echo Fan Jury stuff. Probably not going to kick in until later on in the year when the season starts up, so check that out. Um, just uh, Toffee Blues website, period. Look at that. Keep an eye on that. Uh, there's all things Everton. And and there's even more. Right now, the website is, is new, but you know what? It's going to be even newer in the coming months. So it's going to be even more gorgeouser. because I just made that word up. Uh, yeah. Uh, lastly, if you want to check out uh, our YouTube channel, please, by all means, check it out. You can see what we look like and say, wow, they look different than I expected. So check that out. Um, you may think that I need to shave. <laughs> of course I do. Um, so uh, other than that, please subscribe to the Top for Blues podcast. Uh, yeah, we'd appreciate that too. That's all I got. Max, I will talk to you later, man. Appreciate the time. You
1: too. Brilliant. I'll waste. Yeah, man. Was Take
0: care of yourself and congrats on all the good shit that's been happening for you, man. Couldn't be happier.
1: One step one step at a time and one step at a time. Oh, yeah,
0: baby steps. You're getting there. Hard work. All right, man. Talk to you later, bud. Take care. And for everybody else, uh, yeah, that's the end. So, bye. Bye.